At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Lord, we thank you for allowing us in your presence this evening. Father, we come tonight to talk about the second day of creation a little bit and how it relates to this day of judgment. It's very important we understand this because the Bible is filled with this. And it keeps pointing that we can't understand the curses that God is going to bring upon the people at this time unless we go back. The plagues, the curses of the plagues he's going to bring upon the people. Unless we go back and understand the creation. In Genesis 1, 6-8, the Lord says, Then God said, Let the firmament, let there be a firmament, excuse me, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. So the heaven, I mean the evening and the morning, were the second day. I'm not going to get into the evening and the morning at this point, but I'd like to just discuss something very briefly about this firmament. It has a work to do. Its job, he called it the firmament heaven. And what he means by this is that this is the job of the heavens, the firmament, to bring everything into the heaven to one heaven. In other words, to get rid of all darkness. So its work is to separate the waters from from the divide the waters from the waters. He says, God made the firmament and divided the waters which are under the firmament from the waters which are above the firmament. So he gave the work, the work, the words given to the firmament. In other words, all works are done by the words of God. So he gave the words to the firmament that will divide those who will go up and those who go down. Remember in Revelation 17, 1 to 5, he identifies the waters as being what? The peoples, the nations, it's nations, the peoples, the multitudes, and the tongues, their tongues. The languages that they speak. See, they're supposed to go by the one language, the pure language of God, but they will not receive it, even though it's explained in the Bible all the way through the Bible. He's calling the people to receive it because that's their inheritance, and he's warning them in John twelve forty eight that they're going to be judged by this at this time. We need to understand the importance of this firmament. It's actually working. There's walls of the firmament. The Lord took me there, showed it to me. I stood in it with him. I know the firmament is hardened like a, you could call it the thickest cast iron mirror I ever saw. See, what, what the Lord is doing, it's not that it looks like a mirror. It's, it's like an uh, extreme metal. I, I can't even describe it. It's more like polished um, marble or something it's so perfect and so big and I was only looking from one side of it down upon the earth the earth, and there wasn't any stars or sun or moon in the firmament at that time he was showing it to me as the firmament was putting the earth in before he planted the heavens and that but I believe he would spoke the words into the firmament 
Because the words went in first. He said, let there be lights in the firmament. Those lights that he talked about in the beginning of the work of the firmament is what? Entrance of his words gives light. So he spoke his words into the firmament. And it was doing work. <clears throat> now the words judge us. The words also bring forth our blessings. It does all the works because the words are filled with the omnipresent Holy Spirit of God. And he's assigned a number, a measurement, a work to each because he called all the hosts by number. He numbered all the hosts and called them by name, which means that name means a work to do in the kingdom of God. A name always means the work that something is given to do. And he's saying, I gave the particles their work to do. All the hosts, even us, even the angels, he gave work to do. So we have the firmament doing this work. Now, why is it? that important we ought to pay attention to this because it relates to revelation 6 the six seal judgment it relates very much to the plagues that are about to come upon us remember in revelation 18 1 and 4 he says if we don't come out from following these leaders of the world those who are walking in conjunction with the world because we are required by the lord he told us in john seventeen seventeen, we must set ourselves apart from the world by his truth which is the words of god John seventeen seventy. you cannot get around that instruction and the church is blatantly ignoring that rule. Even though he says this is the way you're sanctified, means setting apart from the world. Because if you're of the world, you're going to be judged with the world, as he says in Revelation 18, 1 to 4, those who are with the world, who will not come out from following these leaders, shall receive of their sins, a share of their sins, in other words, the evil works that they're planning to do, the war will come upon them, all the troubles are going to come upon them, starvation, murder, cutting off of heads, all that is going to come upon all the church if they will not turn. Revelation 18, 1-4. Not only that, they're going to receive a share of the plagues that God is going to bring upon these people. And when we talk about those plagues, let's go back to Deuteronomy 28. I want to take you to Verse, I'm not, I'm not going to take you to the, uh, well, let me just read uh, Deuteronomy 28, 20 to 24. This is just part of the cursings that's going to come on to people. He said, the Lord will send upon you cursing. Remember, we are to be set apart by the words of God, which was the same thing that he required of the people coming out of Egypt. And they refused. And they lost the words and he never honored them. The church won't even receive them. They're calling them a, a, a doctrine from the pits of hell. Well, they're going to see the pits of hell if they don't turn around because at the day of judgment, the mercy of God is taken away. He says the light will be taken out of the world. What's he mean by that? His light, his words, when that goes out, God's revenge comes on. He holds everybody into account because they had their time to receive the words. Deuteronomy 18.19 says, If you will not receive the words of the Messiah whom he sends into the world, and at this time of the end, he's causing the, the Lord's words to be made known. And the Lord is ready in heaven to give you the authority to receive the spirit that makes known his words. Proverbs one twenty three, But Deuteronomy 18.19, he says, if you will not receive his words, he, God, the Father, will hold you into account. Remember in Joel 2.12-20, there's two important critical factors besides the fasting and mourning. Joel 2.12-20. He says they must sanctify the people. 
How do you sanctify the people? There's only one way acceptable to the Lord in this day when we're going to be judged by his words, John 12:48. It's in John 17:17. 17, 17. They must be set apart by truth, which is the words of God. He says they must be sanctified by that. You can't sanctify a congregation unless you believe and trust and follow the instructions that the Lord made clear in John 17, 17 to 19. He tells us in John 15, 7, if we will abide in him, otherwise follow him and abide in his words, whatever we desire be done for us. But he tells us in John Joel, uh, John, John um, seventeen seventeen that it, we will not be sanctified if we are not set apart by his words. His words are law, Psalms 119, 142, and 160. He says his words, the entrance of his words gives light and gives understanding to the simple. See, when he gave the spirit to the disciples because he could at the cross, after the cross he came back and he breathed upon them the Holy Spirit so they could finally receive the spirit of truth in them. He said, receive it in them. He breathed it on them in their face. And then he said, receive it. And what happened then? He's saying that then he was able to cause him to, he said in Luke 24, 44, and 45, Luke 24, 44, and 45, these are the words I spoke to you while I was yet with you. And then he was able to cause them to understand the scriptures. They couldn't understand the scriptures before that because they cannot read the pure language. They don't read the Bible. They read it in earthly languages, but it's written in the pure language of the kingdom of God. You can read it and get a lot of meat out of it in the, in the languages of the earth. But God says his ways are higher in, in Isaiah 55, 11. He's, uh, 55, Isaiah 55. He says his ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than ours. All thoughts, all ways are framed by the words. And we're going to be judged by these words at this time because God has caused them to be open. He's wanting to see if we are zealous like Jacob to receive the kingdom and, and seek out the kingdom which only comes by the entrance of his words. Because in his words is the full measure of the Spirit of God, John 3.34. Jesus said in John 18.37, he came into the world to bear witness to the truth. All those who are of the truth will hear his voice. You're not of the truth if you will not receive the words of God. If you don't think it's important that you want to receive the words that cause you to be a son of God, John 10.34-37, John 5.24. If you don't think that's important, if you can ignore all the instructions of Jesus, it's just like if you want vengeance and you ignore all the, the scriptures that Jesus said, you've heard it said all these things in the past, but he said, I've come with, to give you authority to receive the words that are higher than the devil's. You don't have to act like him anymore. You don't have to murder. You don't have to do any of that. You just trust in the words and it'll all overcome. Don't go out and curse people. Those who curse will be cursed. You don't want to curse with no reason. If you think you've got a reason, you better think twice because God says in Matthew 25, love your enemies. Do good for them who hate you. If they take your cloak, give them another one. See, these are things important to God because we're in a day of judgment and he's trying to glorify, let people understand that those who will believe in his voice, the words of his voice, John five twenty four, and the promises of the Father, they'll pass through these judgments and they'll have everlasting life. Meaning they got the inheritance of the kingdom when they received his, the words of his voice. And that's what enables them in John fifteen seven to do a, to receive what they desire. Our desire is for all men to be like God. God. Paul tells us God wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. Our desire must be that we want all people to receive the knowledge of truth no matter how evil they are. 
if they will turn before it's too late. There is a too late button. That too late button is when Yom Kippur, it'll be all at the same time. God is a just God. He's going to do it that way. Look, we, we've already been judged, and we're are probably our names are not written in the book of life, but they can be. If we will turn and receive him, what does it say in John five twenty four? If you hear his words and receive those words of his voice and believe in the Father, you will have everlasting life, and therefore your name will be taken out of the, the book of destruction and put into the book of life. Now, going on with this Deuteronomy 28, that's important here. He said, uh, uh, let, let me just read it again. It says, Lord, I will send you on you cursing, confusion, and rebuke, and all that you set your hand to do. You think you'll be able to work? God tells you in John 9, 4, 5, you'll not be able to work. When the light goes out of the world, nothing's going to work, and I'm going to explain to you why here in a minute. It says, until you are destroyed, until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doings in which you've forsaken me. When you disobey the instructions of God, that is a willful sin. I don't care how you call it, that's willful sin. You don't want to believe it? Read Paul's statement in Hebrews 10, 26, 27. You will receive the fiery wrath of God. It says, the Lord will make the plague cling to you until he has consumed you from the land which you are going to possess. The Lord will strike you with consumption, with fever, with inflammation, with severe burning fever, with the sword, with scorching, and with mildew. And they shall pursue you until you perish. Remember he said you're going to receive a share of the sins of the world and you're going to receive a share of his plagues. If we will not come out to receive the kingdom, if we're not interested in receiving the kingdom of God to glorify him, which the kingdom of God comes by his words and being able to speak and do the way of his words enables his good works that enables us to glorify him. That's why he said in Daniel twelve nine ten, when the words are open at the time of the end, what's going to happen? He's going to purify many. He's going to make white many and uh, refine the many. Otherwise, those people are going to go through a process of being purified, then made white, and then refined. So that they give glory to God. And he tells you then, Ephesians 5, 25 to 27, that the end result is they'll be spotless. And they'll be ready to go up to heaven in a rapture. You're not ready for the rapture at this point. I promise you. You'll be judged by the words. You don't even know the words. How can you say you're ready for the rapture? It's not being preached in these millions of dollars churches that are out there. They're ignoring it. All they want to do is keep that offering coming on. And they want to disobey God by going off and negotiating with the leaders of the world and getting their pictures in the news and everything else and taking credit for giving, you know, people some help and so on. That's all nice stuff. But read Matthew seven, twenty-one to 23. And many of those nice people are going to be cast out from him because why? They're lawless. They will not hear the words that are law. They will not obey his instruction of John seventeen seventeen, which he called to be a law. He says, Father, make them do this. That's a law. And they will not set themselves apart by his words, God's words, that he came into the world to speak and bear witness to. Now, here's the key parts. It goes, the next one, it says, um, <clears throat> verse 23, And your heavens, which are over your head, shall be bronze, and the earth, which is under you, shall be iron. The Lord will change the rain of your land to powder and dust. From the heaven it shall come down on you until you are destroyed. It's said that um, many people say that this bronze is also iron. That's what he's talking about. It's also going to be like iron. It's the same effect. Brass is like a judgment. You have the the water. If you didn't wash your hands in the, the brass water um, 
Remember that the water at the temple, the priests had to wash their hands in the brass, the the, the water, the uh, what do you call it, the water basin, which is made out of brass and had the 12 um, yoga boxes underneath it. Um, bronze oxen with all their tails tied together as one. See, it, the, the heavens is going to be like brass and iron to them because why? He told you back in Genesis 1, 6, 8, the work of the firmament is to do what? It's to divide the waters which are going to go above and the waters that are going to go below down to the pit. And that's what the firmament is doing. The words that he put, the light that he put into the firmament on day four is the counsel of the Lord and his counsel is he will judge you by his words. He gave that counsel to you, John twelve forty eight, Hosea 6, 5, and many others. So he's saying it's going to be like iron, which means that it's not going to come out. He's going to rule the heavens with a rod of iron. But you go to James 1, 21 to 27. I read this the other night. Uh, it's really just uh, verse 20 up to 25. It says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word. Meekness, humbleness, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, which is the law of the words that gives eternal life, eternal life is liberty, and continues in it is and is not a forgetful hearer, hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But if you're not a doer of the words, you will not be a forgetter. You have to have faithfulness, which is doing the ways of faith, not just having faith. Become a doer of his words. You don't have faith if you will not hear him. He tells you in John eight forty seven that if, if you don't receive the words of, words of God, you're not of God. He tells you in... Um, John fourteen fifteen to 17, the spirit of truth cannot enter those that are not set apart from the world, which he tells you how to do that in John seventeen seventeen. And I told you, John 10, 34 to 37, he says those who receive the words are like little gods, real gods, not statues, idols, the rest of it. They're sons of God. That's why they're little gods. They're sons of God. They have the same power and authority. He gives you authority over things. His words, the inheritance of the kingdom. So what you're seeing here is something interesting. Now, when you go down to Job 37, 18, you have something interesting. He says, with him have you spread out the skies, the firmament, strong as a cast metal mirror. I told you the Lord let me, uh, took me there, and I stood in it with him. And he says, you have to believe like a little child. I was having under, had a hard time understanding this firmament. I wanted to believe, but the scripture was leading me to understand it's clearly a pyramid. But it's not made of bricks, layers and rows of bricks. It's solid. Strong. It's a cast metal mirror, meaning the whole thing is cast. It's not layered brick upon brick upon brick. He made it in cast iron mirror. And what is he saying mirror? It reflects what words we have in us. Because that's why when we speak, that he said, speak to the earth and it'll teach you. The earth gets every day its blessings from the heavens. And everything that we were to, to have is in the earth. And the heavens are judging over us, like it says in day four of the creation. And therefore, it's telling, yes, you can give them the blessing. Because his words in Hebrews 4.12 go in and inspect our hearts. 
you have to understand this is all a wonderful, wonderful picture. It all works together for the good of us. It's made to help us, to give us strength, to overpower us. Nothing is as strong, I promise you, as that massive firmament. St. Jerome, in one of his books, mocked Paul. He says Paul was telling people that the walls of the heavens are, are hardened like stone. It's hard. I stood in it. I know it's true. And Jerome thinking, and that's what he said in his book. He says, they at that time didn't have the knowledge we have to do and have today. And he's 350 years later. People today would mock him. But I tell you something, Paul was more wiser than all other people today. So was David and Solomon, all these others about the permanent. They understood it. Job and Moses and all of them. They understood what it was like. Well, I'm not going to continue this. I just wanted you to understand that our judgment that's coming and the plagues that are coming are coming by this firmament. But this firmament was not there. Understand, it's to separate those who go up and those who go down. It wants to bless us. Hebrews 4.12, the words are living words and they go in and they judge the intent of the heart and the understanding. I was talking about, last night I was talking about the the field and the grass. It's very interesting that God says we are like grasshoppers. See, the grass is the daily blessing. It's symbolic of the daily blessing we get every day. There's dew on the grass in the morning. If there's no dew, dew that, and no water that comes down from heaven, then that's going to dry up and be just dried up, period. It's going to be worthless. See, the Lord's telling us and warning us in this day that when he, the light goes out of the world, he's going to dry up the land, the earth underneath the people who will not hear him. And they're going to go into punishment. That's the plagues he's going to bring upon them on their flesh and on the land. Everything they own is going to be that. And even their animals are going to have to suffer that plague of them. Because they were to protect the animals in their house as well. That animals was to be his food. And the world system today is trying to kill the animals so that the people will starve to death. Will not have any food when there's a famine in the land because they've killed the animals. There's a great decrease in the amount of animals. That's why you see you know, strange animals coming into cities even. It's going to get worse. That's one of the plagues. God's bringing the beasts to the field are coming because they killed the animals, the provision that God provided naturally. They've been killing them, setting up poison traps and killing them with all kinds of diseases and everything else that they've implemented. And they've killed the, 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 the fields. They put this toxic glyphosate and everything else on the, uh, on the crops. And then we eat this stuff and it's killing us. This is the world system, the leaders that God told us to come out from, and we won't believe him. All of them are in on it. I've explained that the Bush family was running way before he was president. They were running the globe, I mean the global, the world, drug traffic. All the mobs and everything works for the Crown Trust who they report to. They work for the Queen and Rothschild, and they've been the head of the distribution of drugs. And when you want to understand why you have meth and all these terrible drugs in the cities today, look at those families. Clinton worked with them. Read Chip Tatum's testimony. But there are many people, I've known many people, testified to it, and I sat and heard in meetings. And they, they brag and boast about it. They, they're the ones bringing the drugs in the country. They're the ones providing these mules and coming across the border with the drugs and all that. It's all a massive setup 
financed by the Crown Trust, who runs all our, our treasuries of all the nations in the world and run all our leaders, and they put the presidents in place. They put the congressmen in place. They control the bills. Most of the senators and congressmen have no power. They are voted on and told. And it's just, I sat in the meetings uh, that President Bush had si- set up that I was taken to, and they were talking about the fact that President Bush was going to announce the DHS in five or six months, which was already running, already having Tom Ridge run it. And then after it was approved, and they were going to have television debates and all this in the Congress and Senate, it's all baloney. It was already done. Like everything, the, the health care, the, the military things they do, everything is done. They, they're just deceiving the people by having votes. The votes won't mean anything. The TV debates won't mean anything. Same time we're doing the automotive debates, having these guys, the leaders of the companies come in because, you know, those companies are owned by the Crown Trust in the end of the day. And they're having them come in and speak before Congress now. But the real meetings had nothing to do with that. They were being held in Houston, Texas, in front of one of the seven members of the Crown Trust families. And they were negotiating directly with London on what they were going to do with the unions and, and the, the banks and so on, like the GMAC and all that. This is the problem we have. We, we're deceived, and we're allowing this to be done, and these, all these who follow these leaders are going to be gassed out into the pit, and they're going to have their light removed. They're going to enter into the plagues, and maybe God will be merciful and just have them into the plagues here on earth without being cast out of the pit where they're going to stay there till the end of the millennium. If they have, if he kept, brings curses on them here and they turn and repent before him, remember the ten lepers? There's going to be a time where God brings plagues and he's going to heal them. And if they go right back to their wickedness, more plagues are going to come upon them and they'll see this. Uh, anyway, I'm getting off course here. I just wanted to explain that the heavens are like a cast metal mirror, a cast iron mirror. That's what he's talking about in Job 20, 37, 18. Some say it's a brass mirror. Some say... A, a metal mirror, some say an iron mirror. It doesn't matter. It's a fact that it's hard. It's not bricklayer. It's cast. It's one gigantic, unbelievable piece. How big it is, because it contains the four heavens that are underneath God's throne. Ezekiel thirty. Uh, Ezekiel one tells you that the throne of God is up above the top of the firmament, so the firmament spreads out underneath it. It's like a tent to dwell in, he says. That's what the pyramid is. And you see the crown trust and their currency, the fiat currency that they use, which is thievery. Is That's thievery by them to rob the people. But anyway, they, they put 13 rows of bricks, like the people at the Tower of Babel. They're trying to do it man's way because they cannot cast the heavens. It's already cast. They can't remake it. But they're trying to tell God on the currency, and they're telling you when you use that currency, you're not believing in God's power. And we know what that uh, that pyramid is so important on the on the on the currency. It curses us because we're doing exactly what He's saying here in Deuteronomy 28 not to do. We're mocking God's law. We're mocking the thing that judges us. It's going to in Genesis 1, 6 to 8. It's going to cast us out. Because of the law that God put in those heavens, and it's recording it, and it's doing the work, and in the books of the, the books of life, we're not going to be in there, because our records are, and all of our actions are being accumulated in there. And one of them is that we give credit to the queen, because the the, the currency America is owned by Crown Trust. She owns the treasuries of all the nations. 
read Daniel 11:43 to 45. Her, the partner in the Crown Trust is the Rothschild family. They control all the banks in all the world. And her Bank of England is the, the root of all this that they use it through. So we see, see this there and we see this pyramid. It's like a Tower of Babel. It's 13 layers. 13 is the number of love. You have to choose. Do you love the God? Do you believe in the words of God? Or are you believing the words of the devil, which the crown trust is representing? That's why the little owl that's in, woven into the dollars. See, the, the problem we have, we look at that as a phoenix rising and the rest of that. It, it, all that stuff that's on the, the American dollars... It's so terrible. The whole world has been uh, under this currency. And why do they keep it? Because of this. It's a fiat currency and it's cheating us and lying to us. And we are signifying that we don't give credit to God in a firmament that judges us. It rules over us. Our blessings cannot come until we repent from these things. He said we'd all be caught in a snare. And that dollar bill is a tremendous snare. We can't just get up and get rid of it, but we have to plead before the Lord to bring forth his kingdom and remove these people far from us because they are an army. They're running under admiralty law. Every day you're under, when you look at the American flag with the gold trim, you're looking at admiralty law. Admiralty law is the queen. She owns all the seas and all the militaries of the world report to her. There's no wars that they don't organize. They have a lady that organizes wars. I've told you she's in charge of the Global Depopulation Program. She reports to Baron Rothschild and the Queen. Please, people, wake up. We're at the time we must learn the truth and come to it. Lord, we praise you and we ask you, Lord, to help us to come to truth and they will understand the importance of the firmament. It's doing work and we are mocking it and using our currency to slay ourselves. Because what we're saying is we believe in this currency, we believe in this world, we want to have our retirement, we want to gain all our prosperity through that, and ignoring the fact that the real heavens bless us with real value. And what we've done is we've taken this fake fiat currency and replaced the blessing you have in the heavens with this blessing that's of the devil that's going to be, bring us to nothing. We're going to come to ruin and destruction because we've used this currency and nobody wants to repent for it. They all want more of it. They want more houses. They want more retirement. They want more everything based upon this lie, this deceit, and this mocking of you. That's probably worse than all these statues and idols that are in the land is that pagan dollar bill with the, that currency like that. And you can just look at all these Mason, Masonic temples and see that pyramid. It is an abomination. And it's a curse that's being put upon us that's going to take away every blessing and it's going to cause nothing to grow for us unless we repent of this and ask the Lord to come out from this. We'd be better off to barter and food and so forth that God blesses us with than any of this. And they will not be able to stop that even though they put laws in place to do that. They will be caused, the Lord will intervene because he's going to cause the food to come up overnight and they can't do anything about that. And you'll eat it as the day goes. You'll trust God, trust God for that food that day. It'll just come. You need to understand these things. God has got a plan. And it's in the Bible. And it's clear. And we're ignoring it. Lord, we praise you. And we ask you, Lord, to guide us in all truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.